Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 124 of Shades of Brown. And this week, it's all video games. It's all video games. Yeah, he's once again, you know, um, out in the world right now, it's actually been pretty calm. You know, not a lot's happening. So, you know, not a lot of tech <laughs> news has been happening. So, you know, we're just talking about video games. Video games? Yeah. Okay, so... Let's get started with the calmest game of them all. It is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, this came out, uh, when was it? it was last week, right? Last Friday? Last Friday. Uh, I picked it up recently. Uh, I've been playing it. Uh, I'm, I think on day three now. Uh, or it's, it probably is day three, I think. And I've been, it's my first Animal Crossing game and it's been, it's been chill. Uh, I've been enjoying the chill vibes, the music, uh, sort of running around collecting wood, collecting, uh, iron, collecting all, all the resources, doing fishing, you know, fishing is fish. The fishing mini game is, uh, is very, I've got, you gotta listen for the sound, you know, you gotta listen for the little sound when the fish bites, then you gotta pull it. Uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, I've been enjoying most of the gameplay. Uh, it's it's all right so far. Like I I can see like the appeal of. Well, me. this is your first Animal Crossing game, right? So so I guess I have not picked up new um New Horizons because I don't have a Switch anymore. But you know I've seen enough gameplay of it. I know the core loop of Animal Crossing games. I've played all the prior Animal Crossing games. So based off of how everyone is explaining to you, does it seem like does it line up with what the expectations were set based off of how everyone was speaking about it before it came out? I mean, yes. Uh, people were speaking about it. How this is like it is sort of like a game where uh, it is like sort of like a to do list sort of game where you you do have like checklists of stuff you need to do to collect these resources. You need to build this, build that. Uh, but it, it's also like in some ways a very limited game because of the way the, the mechanic of the real time system means that you cannot. Like after a certain point, if you've done all the stuff you want to do, you cannot progress, right? You cannot really progress. So after a while, you're just going to be, I'm like every time, every day I play Animal Crossing and there's like, I play for an hour or two and then I'm like, okay, I'm done everything I can do today and everything else is going to happen tomorrow. So I'm just going to put my switch back into dock and, and be like, okay, that's, that's an Animal Crossing for the day, which is kind of nice to be honest. It's, it's not an endless, uh, loop like you know like uh like you would see in something like Destiny 2 where you can endlessly grind out like I don't know activities and bounties and all that crap right you, you can't really like there is some elements of that in New Horizons like the milestone system you can sort of endlessly grind out milestones uh but it is it is not like necessary and the game doesn't like really force you or like i don't think it encourages you that much like the milestone system sort of like happens in the background as i do stuff uh like you, you get nook miles as you, as you do do various activities like you not like you don't have to grind like i, I suppose some people do grind it but I, I never felt like i had to like i don't want i really like do, uh animal crossing doesn't feel like a game where i want to really grind like i just want to kind of chill out and do like a small amount of tasks and enjoy the chill vibes talk to the uh talk to the various villagers on my island uh sell some stuff and make some bells and that's it uh so it's been good uh it's been it's been heating up day three is where you get like the uh museum built and also 
Oh, there's going to be a new, like, uh, I think Tatami is, is, is the name of the guy. And he's going to have, uh, he's one of the raccoons and he's going to have a new shop. So that's going to be the new, sh- the, the shop that he go to, uh, instead of the, the little tent that they have in the, in the plaza. So that's happening today. I haven't launched Animal Crossing New Horizons today, but I bet when I launch, it's going to be Tom Nook making an announcement, uh, that there's, there's a museum on the island. Uh, so th- that's exciting. Uh, one thing that I'll say though is one of the aspects. There's two two aspects. One of the aspects is collecting wood, uh, and the problem with collecting wood in this game is it's kind of R- it's RNG because there are three different kinds of wood, right? There's soft wood, there's hard wood, and there is normal wood, right? Uh, and which one you get is completely RNG. Like when you hit a tree with your axe, like it is completely RNG on which, which ones you want to get. And, and the second thing that I want to mention. Well, actually, so, so the, so the wood though, right? Is I know there, I know that the fruit is per town, right? That's randomly rolled, but is the wood, is that like randomly rolled per town or is it each time you hit a tree, it'll randomly pick one out of the three wood types? I think, I think it is the latter. I think every time I go around, like the trees give me different amounts of softwood, hardwood, or, uh, normal wood. Like it's, it's, and I think normal wood for some reason is unbalanced. Normal wood seems to be the least amount of, uh, like, which is weird because you do need normal wood as well. Like I, I, I'm not sure, uh, how the RNG is being balanced, but there is, does seem to be some imbalancing in the, in the n- amount of wood you get. Uh, but, and the second point, which is, which adds to the RNG is that your, your tools are, and the, in the, tools break like they do, in, uh, like the weapons did in, in Breath of the Wild. That sounds annoying though, because so the prior Animal Crossing games, they never broke. This is the first game that tools have durability on them. <sighs> okay. So, so this is the thing. I like, so you get into this, like you're out, out there in, in, on the island, like collecting apples and collecting wood, right? And then suddenly your axe is just like, okay, my axe is done. Okay. So now I can't get wood anymore. So I'm going to collect some more apples and head back to the nearest, uh, like to the plaza or, or to my house, whichever is closer and, uh, like use the, use the tool bench, the, the, the tool bench that you have, the DIY, the DIY workbench, as to say in, in this game and build myself another, another axe. And now if, now if I don't have enough resources to build the axe, say the building the axe requires, I think some, uh, some, like wood and like some other, like some iron, some stone, I think. Uh, so you have to go collect those again and come back and build your axe. It, it's sort of, I feel like it, it doesn't really add anything other than this. Like it, it sort of feeds this RNG mechanic where you have, you're trying to get this amount of wood. There was this quest earlier where you had to get like 50, uh, I think or 30 or 50 off of each kind of wood. Like you had to get softwood and hardwood. And it was like, okay, I have, I have softwood, but I'm, I'm not getting that much hardwood. I'm, I'm going to have to go around in the entire island trying to find hardwood. And it's RNG if you get hardwood or not. And you have to like keep, like your axe keeps uh, breaking and you have to build a new axe every time. And it's like, it's, it's not, I am not seeing the point of this. Uh, as I understand, as you progress, uh, you can get, uh, recipes for stronger tools, but they still break. They just break less often. That's strange because, okay. So in prior Animal Crossing games, how it worked is, um, I believe so you could get gold versions or silver, I can't remember, of different tools, right? But they, it was about durability. It was about the better quality, right? So I believe if you got the 
silver shovel, you had a better chance of getting like rare fossils. I might be wrong on that, or like rare items when you attack things with right. Ditto for the axe. You would get like more rare bugs to drop if you had a better quality one. And the the way you got it was pretty silly. I think in one game you had to bury your shovel and it would and when you dug it back up, it would turn into a gold or a silver shovel. Which is actually like a pretty dope mechanic. It was like pretty it's it pretty dope to do it that way. And I think you could go fishing for the gold fishing rod and you just get it'd be better for catching fish, right? And that's all so that was like the progression for that versus oh, you have to like craft recipes and for it. It just seems annoying with how I played Animal Crossing. Yeah, it is. So there's this the uh, so 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 there is the recipe system now in this game, right? And recipes for everything, basically. So you have the recipes for the tools, right? And you have recipes for uh items that you can put in your uh in your house, right? Like, you know, like decorative items, uh and like uh like basic items and stuff like that. You can you get recipes as you play the game, right? There's sometimes recipes wash up on the beach, uh, in in uh, as messages in a bottle, uh, which is an interesting uh, idea, uh, and also like sometimes like uh, as you progress, NPCs will give you uh, recipes, like uh, like the, the Nook will give you a recipe to build the shovel. I think I think that's what happened. Yeah, so like you get recipes as you progress, uh, and some recipes you can like pick up around the world as as you do some side quests or little events, right? Uh, so like, it, I'm not a fan of the uh, system where it stuff breaks. I, I never thought that really, and and it like Breath of the Wild, there is like no excuse for it. Like in Breath of the Wild, at least people were like, hey, if you you, you gotta you gotta try all these different weapons that they made in the game. So if if the weapons break, you just you know try a different one. But th- these are just like basic tools that they keep breaking. It's like I like I I don't like really see like this that's the mild criticism i have of the few days into the game like that's my criticism is that the rng is is a bit whack uh and the and the, and the tool system being like breakable is, is not really adding to the basic loop of like it's not it's not that fun but what about the what about the whole this syncs up a real life cycle. Like, does that, do you find that makes the game more annoying that there's only so much you can do in a day or? No, actually, uh, that's actually fine by me. I'm not like, I can't. So the thing about playing like sort of like MMO style games is like you could grind endlessly. And I, I'm not really a fan of that. Like, I'm not like, I, I have limited time to play these games. So like, it's actually a good thing that Animal Crossing sort of out of, like, in its, in its design sort of limits you from the amount of hours you can play in a day. Uh, and I think that's fine by me. Like, I don't have a problem with, I, I like, I play a couple hours every day, uh, do the couple, do, do the things I need to do, and then I'm done with the game. I don't have a problem with that. I think, I think that's actually a pretty, uh, I think what it does actually, it, it actually sort of hides some of the repetitive nature of the game, right? Like sort of the, uh, like day to day, like collecting resources and like the grind of that. It's like, it's sort of hidden away if you just do it a little bit every day, right? It's not as like if you're grinding all day, it gets really, really tiresome. Uh, like if the two, if, if I was playing like this game, like eight, like eight hours a day and like I would have constantly maybe have to make new tools, have to grind resources. That's, that would just get like, like it would actually be worse. Like the game would feel like the RNG and the tools breaking would feel worse if that it was like a, if it wasn't limited by the, like the real time cycle. So this is like the anti-destiny, right? 
It's it is it is sort of it's it's interesting to me how that the loop being limited by the time thing is actually preventing uh, from the the worst parts from being exposed more more like flagrantly right like you're not doing the repetitive stuff as much uh so so that's that's like my take on on Animal Crossing New Horizons it's been interesting have you done any of the multiplayer stuff yet yes I did well well I did some I. Uh, I visited someone's island. Uh, somebody gave me some iron so I could pro- progress because I was having a hard time getting iron under my island and the Nook Miles islands that I visited. Like Nook Mile islands are, uh, you can pay, you can buy a Nook Miles ticket, uh, and then you, you can get to go to a randomly generated island. Uh, and you can like mine resources from that island and then come back. Uh, but it's all RNG again. So it's like, it depends on what you get. Like sometimes you just get clay on these islands and not iron. Uh, so, so that's but like, I went to somebody's island. Uh, there's a, there's a system where you can have best friends, I think, and best friends, I think, can, you can, you can use mine the resources, right? You can actually get the fruit and all of that. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can like visit each other's islands, right? And like have like, uh, like sort of like, you know, you trust them enough to not like fuck up your island too much or whatever, right? Like you, it's like that sort of system. Uh, it seems fine. Like I, I don't know if it's like a really going to be a, like a big multiplayer thing for me, but it is nice to like, you know, have somebody visit my island or visit, visit somebody else's island and look around and maybe talk to them, get some resources, uh, share some resources. It's been nice. Uh, so that, that's, that's Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, I, that's fine. It's uh, it's perfectly fine. Is it is it calming you in these trying times? Yes, definitely. It's it's nice, and you know what? And it's interesting to me. It, it actually sort of uh, I'm 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 actually using the switch in portable mode more than ever before. Like I actually play with the Joy Cons now in portable mode. Like I take it out of the dock. Like I'm it's it's sitting like behind my monitor in the dock right now, and I just take it out of the dock and I play. Uh, I play some. I play some uh, Animal Crossing. Well, so like uh, like like Overwatch League games are happening or whatever, and it's uh, like not too interesting. So I'm like playing like some Animal Crossing, and I've been using the Switch in portable mode more often, and it's been it's been sort of interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice and calm, uh, just what we need. And to segue to something that's not calm at all, uh, I think. I think it's the exact opposite of Animal Crossing in many ways, and it came out at the same time. Uh, is 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 Doom Eternal, uh, which is uh, which is I guess the sequel. I guess I could call it a sequel. I don't know if it's really a sequel uh, to the Doom uh, game released in 2016, as you all know, uh, which was uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite games of 2016 was uh, Doom, and it was a fantastic shooter. And Eternal is. How do I put this? Uh, they're sort of leaning into some of the mechanics that were the most annoying in, in Doom 2016. I feel like some of the mechanics were the, so let's start with like the basic gameplay loop of a level where you, uh, and this time around, you, the, the ammo is more scarce. So you have to keep using your chainsaw. Like you always have this one like little charge in your chainsaws. Like you use the chainsaw to collect ammo. And then you have to keep doing that because you constantly run out of ammo. And there are like every, there are different kinds of enemies on and every enemy has like different kind of attacks that they're vulnerable to. So you have to be constantly switching weapons, right? And like switching your play style, like switching your, 
way of thinking of how you're going to tackle each enemy. So you're going to have to prioritize certain enemies before others, right? Because certain enemies are more dangerous. Uh, and certain enemies have certain vulnerable weak points and you're going to have to be like aim the weapon at their weak point and try to break off like, uh, the Arachnotrons, for example, as, is, is one of the early game enemies, which is, which has like a little turret on its, on its tail. And you have to like, if you hit the turret with your like shotgun grenade, uh, grenade, it, it will just pop off and you can then, it's, it's very easy. Like the Arachnotron is, isn't as dangerous so that you can kill it off. Uh, so like it's, the loop is tighter. You have access to, you have to access to frag grenades. You have to get access to an ice grenade. You get access to a flamethrower. And if you use the flamethrower on a group of enemies, if you kill them, you get armor from it. So that's actually a crucial mechanic. If you want to survive, uh, like especially later game, uh, you really want to be using the flamethrower to get armor, uh, because otherwise you're gonna die. Like it is, I have died a lot in this game. Uh, but, but like I am, I'm actually on the. I just like last night I finished the, well, what seemed like the penultimate level because the game was like, hey, after this point you can't come back to the base, so make sure you do everything at the base, uh, before you go to this level. So I'm like, okay, so I guess that's gonna be like the last, uh, last level coming up soon. So I'm gonna probably finish that today. Uh, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. But overall, I think the gameplay feels, uh. Pretty fun. Like whenever a level really kicks in, it's it's very intense. You just you just you just have to keep moving at all times. I think the key to being good at Doom Eternal is to use your movement abilities to your fullest potential because you really gotta like you have this double you have this double dash and this and this double jump. You just gotta constantly move. If you stop moving in Doom Eternal, you're basically dead. Like you can't stop moving ever. Like it's just you're constantly moving. Like you always have to keep moving. It's, uh, it's basically like a game where you're essentially just moving, moving and essentially, uh, using glory kills to get, get your health back and then killing the, the heavier enemies. It's like sort of that sort of. Loop. So one of the reviews I read of the game sort of says that it's essentially like a Sunday morning cartoon shooter. And do you, do you, is that like a statement you'd agree with? I, I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, like, have you ever seen like Saturday morning cartoons? Like, um, okay. Have you ever seen Dragon Ball Z? Yes, yes, I have seen Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay, so Dragon Ball Z would be a Saturday morning, Saturday night, right? And like they're basically saying like it's like the equivalent of that, right? Of just like lots of action and a whole bunch of just like consistent movement and a bunch of stimulation, right? There's not a lot of slow parts to it. Yeah, so let me let me talk about like the pace of the game is like there you have this when you're in a level, there's the like, constant. Like you're there is this game is very uh exhausting to play. Like you play for a couple hours, you're just like gonna be fucking exhausted because it is just like whatever the whatever level starts, the levels are actually pretty long. And like every time you have a fight section, like an arena battle, it's like you're constantly running around, you're trying to process all these enemies coming at you. You're trying to be like, okay, I gotta use the shotgun now. Okay, I'm out of ammo on the shotgun. Okay, so I'm gonna switch weapons to the plasma rifle. I'm gonna have to kill this uh kill this arachnotron, kill this other enemy, kill this other enemy. And like you're you're constantly thinking, you're constantly like prioritizing, you're constantly strategizing like, okay, I'm gonna use this weapon on that on that enemy and I'm okay I'm gonna have to manage my uh, ammo so I have to go regain ammo and I need health so I'm gonna have to change like chainsaw some uh, like get a, gl- some, a few glory kills and fodder enemies to get my health back like you're constantly moving like there's no pause and when you're in an arena battle you're constantly thinking you can't stop uh, unless you just like pause the game right you're just like thinking like okay okay it's it's constant movement uh 
and like the action is constant. The enemies that are constantly firing at you, it is like relentless when you're in an arena battle. Uh, and it's, 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 it's enjoyable. Actually, to a degree, it's like, it's enjoyable, but I think sometimes some of the, some of the arena battles feel like they, there are some bullshit enemies. And I want to talk about specifically one bullshit enemy. And I think a bunch of reviews have mentioned this actually. I don't know if you've seen this. Is is it's the enemy called the Marauder. When I played it this when when this came out last week when I was playing it, uh, I stopped on Sunday was the point where they first introduced this Marauder enemy. And so this Marauder enemy, let me explain to you. So if he has he's an uh, extremely defensive uh enemy so his defenses are very good so he has this he has this basically invulnerable shield uh and if you get too close to him he has a shotgun that he uses on you and if you are far too far away uses these he throws this uh holographic axe at you so and the only time he is vulnerable is when you're in mid-range and his eyes flash green and then you hit him uh so as you can imagine that sounds annoying that is extremely tedious it is it and i was finally able to beat uh the that first encounter with the marauder on 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 friday night and i was like it took me a couple tries this time around and i, I was finally able to with some tips from people on masto i was finally able to sort of get the timing right and sort of via attrition sort of be able to survive and the, the key point is you have the key point and hardest part actually is not even just the timing it's just you have to keep you have to survive you have to let don't let his attacks hit you and also did i mention he also summons he has a summon by the way he summons uh a little uh, like a spectral hound that that will chase you down and do a bunch of damage to you so you have to kill that too otherwise you're gonna die so it's like and it is just so obnoxious it's just it's just a terrible web like it doesn't make sense and it's it's you're constantly just the only way is like the survive the the game spawns uh, fodder enemies you have to keep getting the uh, killing them for uh, glory killing them for health and then keep dodging around this marauder enemy and trying to get, uh, like do damage to him when he does the does his mid-range attack and he's involved he's vulnerable to your attack again and it's like the window for the attack is just such a like a small time window, so you have to use weapons like I think the plasma weapon and the blast, so weapons that hit instantly because you're gonna the window is so small that you need weapons that are fast uh, and have have like uh, guaranteed damage because it's like you you can't miss like if you're missing you're gonna eventually get tired of him and you're gonna die. It's like it is just obnoxious, and I don't think it like. It's the one, like, this game was, like, when I was playing this game, I was like, okay, this game is pretty fucking good until they introduced this fucking enemy. I was like, I am not happy about the Marauder. Like, it is not a, like, I I, I know there is a loop to it, and it is, like, I understand it now. And, and guess what? That enemy is not a boss. He's just a regular enemy that shows up in later levels, by the way. Uh, so by the way, when, when I was playing yesterday night, uh, and I was doing a couple later levels, he just shows up in these levels and you have to beat him as you did. At least in these, in these little levels, the arenas are bigger. So it's easy to dodge his, uh, like dodge him and, uh, like get healed and stuff. And it's like, he still just takes so much time because you just constantly have to like dodge and wait for his, uh, vulnerability window to come up. So how does this compare? to the wardens in halo 5 what's more annoying 
I, I would say the Wardens are easier because I don't remember the Wardens really though. Halo 5 has... You remember the Wardens? It was like the one boss, right? That there's eight of them at one point before you got to the final level. Yeah, that was... I mean, I I remember like the basic gist of the Wardens, but I remember like the mechanics of fighting them because it's been, it's been a while. Well, it was like a hunter. Yeah, I think I'd like shoot him from the back. It was like one crit point and that's the only way you could damage them. Yeah, but it's this, the thing with this. Like, I think what my criticism of this thing, enemy, is is that it it's it's doing the mis- critical mistake of essentially slowing down the gameplay a little bit. Like, it's more deliberate. Like, this loop feels very undoom like, and it feels sort of like I don't know. This enemy just feels doesn't feel right for this game, and it's like, why is this? It feels like a Dark Souls boss. You know, you know, like it feels like a Dark Souls boss, but this is not a this is not Dark Souls. You're not doing these deliberate dodges. Yeah, yeah. Doom's like an actual good game on like Dark Souls. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, he just dropped. If you a would hot like take. to uh, send feedback um about that hot take, you can put you can at me at um at packacat ten forward dot social. Oh god damn it. Um, so, so like, it's, it's like weird because this Doom is a fast paced game. You're moving around, you're using various weapons to kill enemies, dodging and weaving, uh, doing glory kills, uh, using grenades, using these abilities. But with the, with the Marauder, you just like, you, you just, it is just, you use your dodge and that's it. You just have to dodge, stop, shoot, dodge, stop, shoot, and use the fodder enemies for health. It's just, it doesn't, like I, I don't not understand a design, like methodology. Like I wanna, I wanna like have like I wanna like have somebody like a journalist ask like the, like a developer of this game like what were you guys like what was the thought process be, like behind the design of the Marauder like what is why did you guys think this was a good enemy to put in this video game like I I do not understand like why this is there like if and and that enemy alone sort of like drops my like if I was to give give the game a rating, like it drops, like I was gonna give it like maybe like a nine out of ten, and now it sort of drops down to like a seven or eight out of ten because of that fucking enemy. Like I swear to God, that enemy just pisses me off every time. Like even when he shows up in the later levels, I'm just like, oh boy, here we go again. It's just annoying. Like every other enemy type, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, but this one, it's just. Hope. And guess what? He's also invulnerable to your super weapons, so you can't use like the BFG nine thousand on him. Uh, which is, which is, you know, like, it, like, I, I don't understand. Like, why is this? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Okay, so let's, let's talk about. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely, let's move on to, away from that, because I think it's just mostly going to revolve, because I haven't played Doom Eternal. Um, my time's actually going to be taken up, uh, with Nier Automata is now on Games Pass. So for those of you who have never played Nier Automata, you can get it for free with a Games Pass subscription right now. And I'm definitely going to join in on all of the, is it a horny game? I don't know. I remember you talked about it, but I kind of forgot. It's, uh, it's not overtly horny, uh, but, you know, it, there's a lot of fan fiction and, uh, fan art of uh certain characters let me just say so if before before you go looking up uh 2b so use google instead of duck duck go to look up that to- <laughs> yeah just if you turn off duck if you turn off duck duck go uh, like save uh, okay let's get something straight duck duck go even with save search on still gives you horny results that save search is more of like an it's like you want okay so save search on duck duck go is essentially do you want more porn or less porn not do you want or not want any porn right that's not how it works it's either more or less because you're still going to get it with duck duck go yeah it's it's 
it's it's incredible, really. It's a Dunk is incredible. So let's talk about Discord Nitro. Yeah, Discord Nitro and streaming with Discord. Because so the I guess so Half-Life Alex came out. Neither me nor you are playing it because we don't have a VR setup. But one of my one of my boys was like, Oh hey, I'm just gonna stream in this Discord room and I joined in and now I've never actually like done streaming in discord so you know i went ahead i'm like oh, electron i guess i'll install the discord app blah 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 because you can't do it in a ripcord so i was being all grumbly and then as soon as i hopped in a call and I, the stream started it hit like i finally got why discord is good and i feel gross saying these words out out loud but so we're all in like a, a, a couple person voice chat watching him stream half-life alex and it's like a 60 frames per second stream it's a really high quality stream and it's just like working. And this is the most fun I've ever had watching a stream with friends. Because beforehand, I've always done Twitch streams, right? But there, I feel like there's something more intimate about just knowing that, hey, no randoms are going to come in. And, you know, it's all people you know. So you can just kind of be sit back, relax, just watch them play a game. You can talk some shit while you're doing it. Have a good time. So on uh, on on Saturday, um, so we uh no it was on Friday night right was it was it Friday night because uh, we start we did the impromptu Starfighter chat which I'm actually going to be doing on Fridays now like please DM me if you want to join in that's the, I mean yes I I'm I'm down I'm down for it I might uh, like I might stream video games I have uh, I can stream like uh, Overwatch or whatever but it's like yeah I can stream Final Fantasy you know because I've been playing through Final Fantasy six again but yeah so uh, we were we were initially on. Uh, something that I set up earlier that day, which is something called Jitsi Meet, which is like this uh, open source solution for video conferencing where you, it's like, it uses like WebRTC, right? Uh, and like you go to a web page and you like, you set up a, like a, a room and then you, people, if you give them people the link to the room and they can uh, join the, join the room. And turns out doing end-to-end encryption in, in a multi-people video chat is, di- is a difficult problem to solve and apparently we I think we're just falling out of sync like if something was happening like so so what happened here is me Sadik, and two other people were in the room and one person got disconnected a piece of their connection dropped out and they had to reconnect so it automatically reconnects which is great you know it's what I expect you know messenger software to do in a video call but the the key the end end encryption key from what i could gather got out of sync so no so me and static weren't hearing this person's audio and then we had to refresh the page and reinitialize the session to hear their audio but then they didn't hear our audio until re- they refreshed the page and we got stuck in this weird loop of not being able to hear each other because i was getting out of sync yeah so we weren't able to hear each other it was extremely like extremely confusing because there's no feedback about that like from the app i think that's like you just think you're talking and people can hear and it said static was talking right when i couldn't hear him it was like the, the microphone icon was over him to indicate he's the active speaker yeah so so that is not a great experience for jitsi meet i was that was the first time i have i used jitsi meet in a sort of like a setting like that it was like um i i thought it wasn't end-to-end encrypted because i thought the doc said it was end-to-end encrypted. i thought i would be fine but so apparently end-to-end encrypted done on between the server to um, client not on the server side from so once so my connect is then encrypted from between me to the server you to the server but once the server validates our sessions it doesn't like it's not fully end encrypted between me to you if that makes sense no 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 so the server acts like a bridge right and so i 
I don't like that is such a strange oh man I I do wonder what like went wrong there like is it Firefox I thought we might be Firefox right because because we're thinking like because I originally I used I was using Safari right and then it kept crashing in Safari so I switched to Firefox and then it worked in Firefox but it just kept like the the whole key issue and I think everyone there was using Firefox right you're using Firefox one person was using the Android app. Android app, yeah, yeah. And one person was using the Android app. I was using the Firefox. You were using Firefox. Uh, the other person was also using Firefox. So three people were using Firefox and one person was using the Android app. And it was like, like it was just getting out of sync. So what we decided to do instead was go to Discord, right? Uh, initially, we did a DM call, right? Like you can start like a DM, group DM, and like have a call in there. And then... We decided that hey, well, what about if if I stream use the Discord streaming feature to stream? I was playing Doom Eternal at the time when I was on the call, so I was like, what if I streamed uh, me playing Doom to y'all and y'all can watch me play Doom? And so we we just uh, created a Discord server because you can only do game streaming inside server voice chats not not group dm yeah you could you could share your screen though in a regular dm but the sir i think the streaming is different though from the latency yeah the, the streaming is completely different it's like optimized and like it has a special encoder and not not so it's like you you have to be in a, a server uh to do that so you're uh, so just gets the server everybody gets in the voice chat um and then to but to stream 1080p 60 you need to buy discord nitro so I was like, because otherwise it's, the stream is going to be like 720p30. So I was like, okay, that's that's unacceptable. I'm not streaming at 1080p6 at 720p30. Like, come on, this is like I have some standards. I have. I, I, you got fiber. Come on, bro. You got fiber. You got the Core i9. You got fiber. <laughs> I was like, this is the unacceptable. We, like, I'm playing Doom at like 100 plus uh, frames per second. People are going to be watching at 30 frames per second. That's that's not that's not good. So I was like, okay, fuck. I'm gonna go get my credit card out, get, get sign up for Discord Nitro, and then I turned up the stream to 1080p60, and it was very good. Like it worked. Just like I didn't have to twiddle anything. I just have to I just change the quality settings to 1080p60, and everybody could see it. Everybody could hear me. There were no audio desyncs. Uh, we had that one person on their phone uh, using the Android app for Discord. It was fine. Uh, they couldn't watch the stream, I think, but they they could. No, they're able to. Just that you have to like leave the voice chat and rejoin it once someone streams on the mobile app. Uh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, so they were like on the voice call, but the the. And like other people were watching the stream, it was it was working pretty well on my end. I I didn't have any stream issues, right? Like the stream never cut out. Yeah, and I, I had no stream issues either. Like it wasn't using too much resources. Like the Doom Eternal was running just fine for me, uh, and the streaming at 1080p 60, no issues. And holy shit, I, I I think I've said this before when Discord first introduced this streaming feature. I was like, this is a good fucking feature because. I'd rather be streaming to a small group of friends than to be fire up OBS and stream onto Twitch because uh, streaming onto Twitch means, guess what? Randos can join in. Like it is like, I mean, I don't always have a problem with randos joining in, but like sometimes you just don't want to deal with them. Like sometimes you just want, don't want to deal with randos. So you're like, there's also like a culture to Twitch where you have to be performative. Right. Whereas if we're in a private, like, discord server and we're streaming like it's yeah like there's no expectations like we're just going to talk if someone's playing a game right there's no there's no like 
I, I don't have to have like a I don't have to make any overlays or like uh, say anything. Yeah, and you don't have to be like consistently talking to yourself, right? No, exactly. I can just like uh, when I was playing Doom for a while, I, I was just for sometimes when I was like doing the boss fight, I was I was quiet because I'm trying to like. Like there's a lot happening in Doom, as I mentioned, and I was like trying to focus on like the like the gameplay because so I couldn't talk and play Doom at the same time. So I was like, just everybody's just watching me play Doom, but I was I wasn't like really seeing anything, and that works in like this sort of like a group chat stream environment, and it wouldn't work as well on Twitch, I don't think. Yeah, because like me and someone else could be talking while you're doing the boss fight, right? And it's not weird. It's like that's it's just a voice call. Yeah, and and I and honestly. I like I wa- I want to keep paying Discord so I can do these streams. Like it's just that's a weird thing to say in 2020, but 2020 is proving to be an extremely weird year. So uh, I gave Discord money so I could stream to my friends. Yeah, and I I would probably do it too. I'd probably actually I think I can get a couple free months with Games Pass. If you Games Pass, you can get three months of Nitro. So I'll probably just go ahead and grab that. So because like. My thing is too, and I know some people might add us and say, well, you can kind of do some riot and blah, 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 blah. Um, like, you see, I have given up on open source apps and hi, hello, welcome to chat up discourse. We, we were here if you didn't guess. I, I've given up on using open source alternatives, you know, like, by the way, if you want a good alternative for Zoom, Jitsi, not great, broken. I'm just going to say, I don't recommend it. However, there is a company called Whereby. They're in, um, nor they're norwegian i believe they're in norway and whereby they're essentially their whole business model is you pay for video calling and we don't track you whereby how do you spell it whereby.com um i'm gonna go ahead and put it in the in the show notes here so you can always find at two shades of brown.com yeah i'm i'm curious actually that sounds pretty good yeah yep so it's free for one user one meeting room and the they just pay right for for businesses and professionals who use it they have a nice website too, so uh, that's, that's yeah. Good. And essentially, they don't sell your data. That's basically their their entire. That's their okay, cool. So the okay, so that's their that's their okay. Um, so yeah, like Jitsi Me turns out uh, not great, <laughs> which is unfortunate actually. And then the the issue with Riot, right, is Matrix is confusing. Um, Riot as a desktop app. If you if you make the mistake of turning on end end encryption, it goes to hell. Me and Sadik turned on end. I well, I turned on end end encryption, and every time we do this podcast recording, I have to make sure I verified all the keys, or else it fails to start. And yes, you could backup keys, you could do that. But you know, I have a real hot take here that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, I don't fucking want to manage keys. Like, okay, give me the option to manage keys if you know I don't trust any outside service with my keys. Fair. Do not make user key management the default because no one's going to use your feature if they have to manage keys. Exactly, and yeah, and I and I have an even bigger hot take. It's like like key verification. Yes, I get the like the infosec point of view of key verification is it's necessary to you know make sure the trust system, the trust model works for end to end. But like. There's a reason Signal doesn't do this. There's a reason WhatsApp doesn't do this. You know why? It's because it's fucking nobody except infosec nerds care about this shit. And nobody's gonna be okay. If you imagine you're using WhatsApp and then you like you got a new phone and then everybody's like, oh, we gotta have to verify our keys again to all your all your uh, all your family members. That's not that's not that's not gonna happen, bro. That's like that's not that's why it's like it does it automatically and it's like it's just okay. So this person has a new phone. WhatsApp is like okay, cool. Yeah, this person has a new phone, so they have a new key now. There's a reason that people like using the Facebook apps for chatting and hear me out it's not because Facebook is the default 
because people used WhatsApp as well before Facebook bought it. WhatsApp blew up and Instagram DMs are being used even though most people don't realize it's a Facebook product. It's because it's simple. Like, so Facebook rewrote, I don't believe we ever talked about on the pod, did we? That Facebook rewrote their chat app on iOS to be native. It went from 170 megs to 30 megs, only just written in purely Swift and Objective-C. And the UI is super simple. They took away everything except for a list of chats. Um, they do integrate with Facebook stories. So you have a story view at the top of just circle heads. So basically, it's um, actually, I'll send, I'll send a screenshot to you real quick, Sadik, of my Facebook one. I won't put it in the show notes because it's going to have conversations, but I don't really care if you see it. So blah, 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 blah. Let me go to Telegram. I know you don't use Facebook, though. Yeah. Okay. I went ahead and sent it to you. Yeah. So, like, look at that. It's just like it's a new message button, the search bar, some stories. A bunch of list of chats and a people view. And you click the people view, it's just a list of people in your contacts. Like it's literally all you need in a chat app. And I my my issue with apps like Riot and hell, even like some XMPP clients, it's not that like I think open source chat apps are bad by default. I just think that there's too much time spent on the engineering effort towards the protocol and not enough effort put into the actual design. Riot is over designed. Riot is not made by like by people who I think really understand like the core design of a chat app. I I I think Riot is the closest though. I think Riot is the cl- it's almost it's it's just like it's just it's a little obtuse, but it's almost like the 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 UX other than the end to end stuff. It's fine, right? Like it's like mostly fine. Like it almost gets there. It's like it's it's just. That little bit of extra polish, uh, and it'll be fine. Yeah, like, and it's not even it being an electron app, right? Like, it's an actual thing to do. Like, I'm just talking about purely from a visual design aspect of it. Like, when I open up right here, like, it's it works. You get a list of direct messages in rooms, right? But, like, there's no list of contacts, really. It's, like, kind of hard to, like, DM someone. Like, it's... So, if you, have, if you want to, like, DM someone, you have to, like, click on the plus button and then... Like add use type in the username and then click go, uh, which is like you know that also means that if they're on a different server, you have to know that like there's different servers. It's because it is federated. Yeah, like in general, a chat app should be right. There's two should be two states of a chat app at, at its core, right? I guess three if you count a settings window, right? A list of people you can talk to and list of rooms you can talk to, and then B a list of active conversations, right? And then like the third state would be the settings app. And that's basically how Discord functions, right? You have a list of chats that are open and rooms that are open. And then you have a list of people you can either direct message or chats you could join. And then a settings view. Yeah. So you have the so it's, it's Discord, you have the home home like home is where like the you have your direct message contacts right your friends right you can like add friends and stuff like that so that's those are like the direct messaging system and then you have the server like the group like the server stuff right like, below that right so yeah you can like organize servers too. so it's like yeah like i i see what you mean like the ui in matrix is it's like it has explore filter like explore what uh the network like i i mean sure but like I yeah, it's uh, we're getting into the weeds of chat apps, and it's like some of these are. Uh, I mean, we're using Riot right now. Um, not willingly on my end. <laughs> just, gonna, I mean, issue is the issue using Riot is okay. So just so people 
um don't claim hypocrisy on our side is okay with my audio interface on discord i discord does not do gain adjustment as in i have the gain turned down as low as possible just because i'm super close to the mic i don't ever want it to peak right i want to get good levels for the audio i want clean audio but discord makes it super quiet then because discord doesn't bump up the gain on my input when it sends it over. So it either cuts in and out or you really can't hear me on Discord and have to manually bump up the gain. Whereas Riot does that with no issue. Um, Telegram just sometimes doesn't work for calling, I've, we've found. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's a bit buggy and it doesn't let you choose audio devices, by the way, which is, uh, which is not great if, for people with multiple audio devices that... Uh, it gets it gets a bit confused if you set the default audio device. It sometimes doesn't register the change either, and it sometimes calls just don't complete, which is uh, an interesting uh, bug. We had that happen, right? Like a call just uh, yeah. yeah. We've had that happen with us when we were playing. I think Destiny the other day. So, and I mean, like we could go guess back to the old days where you brought out your MacBook every time we did podcast recording. Because I guess I'm like we, what we originally used to do after we use Hangouts on Air is that Static would break out his MacBook and we would do a FaceTime call. <laughs> or I, I i use audio hijack and like record it and like it's it's a whole thing and it's like i have to bring out all these i have to bring out the dongles i have to get the ethernet dongle because I don't want to do it on wi-fi uh etc etc you know so i gotta like get an ethernet cable over here and connect it <laughs> so it's like it's like a whole thing so i just i just use my windows desktop for for these calls now and it's fine yeah and i mean i guess we could be like all the other podcasters that use skype but ill no I would listen. I would rather use Riot for all of its problems than fucking Skype. Ugh, no, I'm not using Skype in 2020. Uh, I yes, I'd rather use Riot than I use Skype, which is saying a lot. Actually, <laughs> it's not uh, Skype has oh how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Skype used to be the standard, right? Like back in the day, I remember like Skype. Like everybody. I remember back when I used to use Windows Phone, Skype was actually like pretty good because when Skype would integrate into the phone dialer, right? So you could not pay for, say, phone calls to make your phone bill cheaper. And I would just pay for unlimited data and use Skype for texting and for phone calls. Because as a part of Office 365, you got like 100 minutes of calls and you could also do text messages through Skype and get a number through there. And it would integrate into the dialer and the SMS app in, um, in Windows Phone. But that was a dream that died because Windows Phone. <laughs> yeah. Skype is just kind of shit now and unfortunate because Skype used to be pretty decent and now it's not. It's just, it's just how it is. But, um, speaking about things that are more than decent, let's, let's talk about some fun stuff. So I've, I've also been playing a new game. Um, see, so I, unlike Static, do not have a, a hate for mobile games. You know, I don't, I, I, I mind a good, I'm, I'm down with like the good phone game, you know? <laughs> I don't okay look look hold up hold up hold up before you go before let me clarify a few things one thing is that I do not hate mobile games I just hate games that are I don't like gotcha games that's that's my that's like my restriction is that I don't mind playing games on mobile in fact I do love a few mobile games once in a while but like I don't like gotcha games gotcha games are for people who are not familiar basically loot box the game like it is just the original like gotcha i think it's the, like from the japanese word for gotcha pod which is like this luck based like toy thing basically right? like slot machines right slot machines yeah. right so basically a digital version of that like it's basically like getting that's that's understandable yeah um however before i forget i do want to say since you did mention some good mobile games actually due to um 
due to whatever's going on outside. I don't go outside, so I don't know. Um, there's actually a couple of games that are now free. Monument Valley 2, Alto's Odyssey, and Alto's Adventure are all free. Well, I'm going to throw links to the Play Store version and the App Store version in the show notes because all three of those games are A, very good, B, very calming, and also just beautiful in terms of their art style. And I actually would, I would say everyone who's listening should download those, especially while they're free. Yeah, I think you should download them. And it is... Uh, they don't have any loot boxes and they are also perfect for children, by the way. So it's like, you know, if you, if you got to put this on the iPad or something like that, you know, perfect games, uh, just go download them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, so the game that I've picked up, it is, so I guess the backstory is I'm a Mastodon. I just like put a, a, a two down. I was like, what's a, what, what's a horny anime game that all the weeds <laughs> are playing? Great question. <laughs> that was like what I put out for phones. Ooh. And it's like three people told me love live school idol festival all stars. Cause I guess there's like an exclamation point. So I ha- kind of have to like say it the right way. But so love live school idol festival all stars, or as I'm going to refer to it, Sif. Sif ass? Sif. Just Sif. Because I, those are, those are too many syllables for me to consistently repeat. But so. As you might be able to tell, it is a game about school idols, which is culture that I'm not aware of. Because while, yes, I do watch an unfortunate amount of bad anime, an ungodly amount of bad anime, I actually don't ever, I've never really seen any of the idol stuff. Like, that's not really what I pay attention to. You've never seen Idol Master or like, okay. Uh, I'm aware of Idol it, Idol Master is a classic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, classic. I've never seen any of the idol anime. Like I every time I see like a musical anime, I always like kind of skirt around it because like my problem is right, I have um so a TTH, right? Um is a technical term for it for anime. It's called time to horniness. <laughs> and like every time I watch a show, right, I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like, how many episodes before this guy gets like gross and horny in ways that I don't fuck with, right? Like, how many episodes until they, like, do something weird with, like, a character who's probably, like, 16, right? Like, like no. Like, it, like exactly, right? Like, that, I don't, I don't fuck with shows that have a TTH. And I just always assumed that these kind of idol shows have, like, a very, very strong TTH. I mean, actually, no. It's like, it's, it, it, I remember watching Idol Master. This was years back. Uh, but it didn't seem to be problematic, like, at all. Like, it was more, like, kind of more chill, actually. Uh but that was years back, right? I mean, you know, like nowadays, like nowadays, every anime has like one weird boob, like uh, like weird boob shot or whatever, like an ass shot of someone who's probably not old enough for those kind of camera angles to be done towards them. But this game has not been horny at all. Like the the thirstiest it gets is like there's a couple jokes about like drinking champagne that's like non-alcoholic, right? At a party. That's like that's that's the most risque it's gotten so far. And I'm five chapters into the eight chapter story right now. So basically how this works, it is a gotcha game. However, it's like an RPG though. It's not because I've played the Nintendo mobile games, right? I played um, Dragalia Lost and that was like a dungeon crawler, but all these games have like auto modes, right? Where you don't actually have to play them. You just build like a deck of characters and a gameplay itself. Whereas in this game, there's an auto play mode, but that's only once you clear a level. It's if you want to replay a level, you could put it on auto mode just to listen to the music because how the gameplay works is it's one of those rhythm games, sort of like Osu, right? Where you have um, you have basically two circles on each side of the screen, and you left side of the screen, tap on the right side of the screen to hit the note when it goes over the circle, right? And of course, higher difficulties have different like swipes and taps you have to do, and more notes thrown at you. But you also have three modes you can switch from while in a stage. 
you have defense mode, you have voltage, and then you have um, super like gain mode. I think SP mode is it. And essentially, you have a stamina bar, right? And if you miss notes, if you don't hit specific objectives, your stamina bar is stent. Your stamina bar gets depleted. And so you move to defense mode so you can regain stamina, but you're not gaining voltage because voltage is how you get higher. Per- you progress in a level. Ah, uh, I see. So it's like you, you're just switching. Bet- basically, you're, you're managing like these resources, like you're switching between these modes. Is that, is that what that is? Yep. You're managing resources. And so you, you basically switch from right, say you switch to SP mode, you get your super up, then you switch to voltage mode, then an objective comes up saying, hey, you need to gain 10,000 points within this um, specific bar of notes. So you go ahead, run your super in voltage mode, tap a bunch of notes out, then once you're done with it, switch back to defense mode, because using that super drop some stamina, right? And then you're switching back and forth, and you're managing the resources while you're playing the match. It's actually pretty fun. I, you know, I, I was, I'm, I'm actually on their web- website, right? It's a very nice website, by the way. And also, I'm like looking at the gameplay page, and like I'm, I'm seeing all the, like, the, you know, the voltage details of the game game plan and this looks very involved actually i wasn't expecting this to be like have these many systems that are like 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 actually pretty complicated for mobile game right like it feels like it's it's a little more yeah and and even outside of the the match right there are idol decks you build so this is where the part comes in where you scout idols basically and once you you can scout higher tiers of rarity of them right that's so that's the gotcha aspect but besides that Playing matches and doing objectives also gets you resources to help build up your idols. So you could technically take a low tier idol and then level them up, right, to be better, to have more stamina, to have um to high to acquire voltage at a higher rate. And you can build out a deck of idols that way. And then you have a formation of idols that you then go ahead and you build it out where you have groups of three. So you could switch between groups of three where one group is a good defense stamina group, right? Another group is really good for gaining voltage. And this other group is also good for, say, just gaining your super, super quickly. And you switch between them in the, in the stage itself. So there's a lot of elements there. And there's also like different abilities, of course, like idols have intricate perks that might make one pair better if another one. So like there's actually a lot of planning that goes into building this. There is that is there seems to be a, like a strategic depth to it, like that, which is just pretty interesting to me. I thought I thought these games were a little shallower than that. I guess uh, that's just the stereotype coming in and like me judging the game. Yeah, because there's also like different um, items you can then use with your match, and then you can like it'll say benefit. Um, you have like the what are they called? Like the the glow in the dark little sticks that people always throw up at like those idol shows, right? You know what I'm talking about though, right? Like there's different versions of those items that you can get and you can equip for your entire group before a match to help maybe gain more voltage or have a better defense through it. And you could also do training where you train your entire formation to be stronger as a whole. And there's a lot of depth there that I was that I'm actually enjoying because I've never I have not so I'm five chapters in and I haven't had to pay, right? Like there's there's no I haven't had to buy a loot box yet because I basically every time I've lost a match it's because like you're they have like an overall rating for your power right and say like this stage is recommended two thousand five hundred and your idol group aggregate scores two thousand three hundred so you basically go into practice you level them up you go ahead and auto level them on the board or you can choose different paths for them until you bump up their power oh interesting so it's it's kind of like like the destiny thing where you feel like your power level's a little lower than the than the mission level right. Uh, yeah, it becomes harder. You lose stamina at a, like an exponential rate, right? Versus, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's so. This is our. This is really an RPG. Okay, uh, I'm okay. I mean, so like, have you felt like the pressure to buy anything like in the game? Like, is that a thing yet? No, right? Like, it's I, you, you. 
I, I, I maybe that's like maybe that's something you get like when you're like basically end end what game. What's the story? Maybe. Yeah, I haven't beat the whole story. I'm not at the end game yet. I'm still at the. Um, there's seven or eight chapters right now. I think another chapter is coming out soon. So I'm basically like most of the way through the story, and I haven't. There's no. There's been no push because there is a. They have like the um an action power gauge, which means you can basically only train your idols three times within a um within like a six hour period, but. I haven't run into a wall where training them more than three times would be beneficial to me, right? For playing through the story. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Because, of course, if you, you could pay right to scout more rarity or higher, higher idols, but you don't, I haven't been pushed into that yet. And it's pretty generous with terms of like daily drops and all of that. And also, the story is not bad because basically it's like you are. You are someone who wants to join, wants to create an idol club at your school. So you basically go ahead and create your own idol club and you're playing through that. And you meet different like idol groups from the Love Live universe. And it like, I mean, it is a, is it a cutesy little anime story? Yes, but it's not a bad cutesy anime story. It's not like, it's not like bad in like all that ways anime stories can be bad, right? At least it's just corny maybe, but like. Yeah, no, this is just like cute. The characters are written well and. I've been enjoying playing it because it's been a fun distraction. And there's like, it, there's a lot of depth to get into that I wasn't expecting, right? I was expecting to get into this and be like, okay, I'm going to have to tap the notes. And if I lose, I got to pay again. And it's like, no, you, as far as I can tell, and I mean, maybe the, st- the story will change. And I'll definitely have no problems updating, you know, y'all on if this game becomes grind the the conquest game, like after when I, when I beat the main story. Yeah, I, I mentioned like, I think the grind probably comes in at the end game, but I, I might be wrong, right? Uh, I think so. I think I've, I've seen a little bit where the grind comes in, where you can bond with different idols, right? You can put more resources into different idols and play specific matches with them to unlock like their own individual story paths, right? So right now, each idol group, the um, use a cores in the um, idol group that you're in, each member has their own individual story path that's not related to the main story. It's like a side story. And the only way to... Sort of like a, sort of yeah, the only way to aspect, get yeah. unlock those um, specific chapters is to play as them and put more resources and level them up and increase the bond level with them. So I think that's where the grind might come into, but that's only when like you like I'm I've unlocked a couple of them, but I feel like I wouldn't start chasing that until I beat the main story, right? Oh, I see, I see, I see. So it's like sort of like the Mass Effect thing where you're like getting like leveling up characters so you can do their like their story quests and stuff like that. Okay, so that's cool. So it's like I I mean I'm learning something. I'm learning that you know not all of these games are like all that shallow i guess uh maybe maybe i have I'm, I'm still not a fan of the i mean i'm not a fan of the business model that's like the, the core complaint i have with these is like i am not like i don't i don't really want to get stuck in that business model like in any way like it's, I, I don't feel like i don't feel good about playing games like that it's like it just just feels sort of like i have to pay to get stuff but it's like i mean at least it's like i mean so far like it's i haven't felt like i've had to pay and also the songs are bops right like they also like the music it is glimmery glitzy j-pop to its core right like it is but, oh no but oh, no, 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 um, no, no, for no, you no. noted k-pop stan <laughs> i feel like this is the kind of music you would like oh no also if i maybe maybe i made the mistake of conflating j-pop and k-pop in terms of styles oh fuck no no i'm not i'm not getting it i'm not clicking on the app store button i'm not 
I'm not opening it on the app store right now. I'm not doing it. Uh, Please <laughs> just, just try it out. I mean, listen, it, 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 it's not as bad as the animal crossing mobile game. I, I mean, I already have enough games. I feel like I, I just, I have a bunch of games. I need to finish. I need to put, finish doom. I need to uh, play more animal crossing new horizons. I need to finish Yakuza, Kiwami's. Uh, well, no, we are different people at the end of the day, right? I've learned, I've accepted it in myself that I enjoy checklist, the games like, Destiny right now is literally a bounty simulator and I'm loving the season because of it. Because like I progress in a super linear way and it like it feels good to do and it like it stimulates the right parts of my brain. But I, we're different people, you know. You think that shit is horrible and like a waste of your time. And I understand that. I mean, I I I I, I don't think that's it's ho- completely horrible, but like I can only tolerate it up to a certain like I have a limited tolerance for for that kind of thing. So like which is why like Animal New Crossing New Horizons is like not terrible for me because I can actually play it and it's like limited in that way as we talked about. So, so that's, that's cool. So we learned about Love Live All Stars, right? Wait, wait, sorry. Love Live School Idol Festival All Stars, right? <laughs> All Stars. Okay. Um, so we're going to put a link to the official website for it, you know, so if you want to like check it out. Uh, also, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be an anime coming soon about this, um, this game. Um, which is now weird because now I'm going to become one of those people who can be like, it was better in the original source when watching the anime episodes. I've never been before. <laughs> never been before. So I'm finally glad to elevate to that level. And as well, there is another regularly love live game that's about, um, what if the, what if they make the anime horny though? What if, what if they make it bad? What if they make the anime horny? Like, and it's like, bad. well, I would, I would complain about it heavily on the podcast. I would be mad. I would be mad because, oh my God, I'm still mad. You remember that one show? It was like, it's a show about this guy. Who like finds a girl like whose parents died out in the woods, and then like ends up taking care of her, and it's great. And the anime was fine. And then the last episode on Reddit, someone was like, "Oh, by the way," and the source end up getting married like ten years later. And it's just like that's that's an extreme TTH. You know what I mean? That's like top. That's top tier TTH, and I don't fuck with that. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this episode up. As always, you can find us on twoshadesofbrown.com. The show notes are going to be there. You can email us, uh, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Email Chosa about his uh, extremely hot uh, Dark Souls take. Uh, and you can email me, I don't know, uh, if you play Doom Eternal or you're playing Animal Crossing New Horizon. If, if you have some hot pro tips, for Animal Crossing, let me know. I'm always uh, up to, uh, I don't mind getting hot tips because this is the first time I've played an Animal Crossing game. So I don't know all the little, little historical like things in there, like all the mechanics. So tell me. Uh, and ch- uh, you can find me on the Fediverse at packetcan at 10forward.social as always and my website, sonicsafe.com. And just a way to people find you on the internet y'all can find me online at website, and you can find me on mastodon at chosefine at chitter.xyz and with that goodbye bye